We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. It was all started by a mouse. Oh, boy. Here we go. Are you kidding me? Out of the gates? This is not happening. By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig. Pumba, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. This is what episode forty-five. I don't, I don't even think I know. I just, I just got back from vacation. I just went to Disney World for a week, and let me just tell you, I am tired still. It's been, uh, it's been two days since I've been back. This is a Wednesday when I'm, when, when I'm talking here, and uh, Friday, Monday night is when we got back. Uh, personal story here. And I think some of you can relate, so I'll just open this up with this. The day before we left, our dryer broke. Our dryer stopped working. It still tumbled. It still slightly heated up the clothes, but everything had that real, like, hot, wet feel to it. It wasn't even like it was, like, almost dry, but it was just wet. It almost like you took your laundry, uh, your wet laundry in a basket and set it out in the driveway in the hot sun for a couple of hours, and it still had that kind of moist feel to it, but it was still wet. Now, the, none of the clothes were ruined. Everything was fine. Uh, the setup was, we, you know, we leaving. We were leaving on Monday night, on Monday night, the 25th of March, and my my son, many of you know that my child, my son, is uh, is on the spectrum, and there's a doctor that we take him to once a year. We go for an annual checkup with this particular doctor. He's got two locations, Anaheim, California, and Melbourne, Florida. Now, wherever he is during our spring break, that's where we go. Uh, once, a couple of years ago, he happened to be located in Anaheim, Florida that week during our spring break. So we went to Anaheim, and they tacked, we tacked on a couple of days at Disneyland. Well, this time around, we was like last year, this year, he's in Melbourne, Florida. So we went to Melbourne, Florida last week uh, for our doctor's appointment. We saw the doctor. Everything's good. So on, so on. Um, so we're planning for that. And, of course, we tack on a Disney trip because why would you go to, to near Disney World and not go to Disney World? That's just that's just crazy talk, right? There was one time last year I actually went to a conference uh, and spent a couple of days at, you know, going to Universal. I walked by the Magic Kingdom three times, could not go in because I, had, I didn't have a ticket. I did not have a ticket to get to the Magic Kingdom, and I just kind of stood there outside the gates watching the train station, looking very forlorn, thinking to myself, wow, I had a great time. Uh, you know, riding the Hulk and Spider-Man and the rocket Rip Ride Rocket roller coaster, but I can't go in the Magic Kingdom and my heart is broken. So anyway, we're getting ready for this trip. Sidetrack, sidebar. We're getting ready for this trip. And I'm washing all the clothes and everything. And my wife, is, she took off work on last Monday just to have the whole day to pack, the whole day to put things together, starting Sunday night into Monday. And, and honestly, we don't, I think if you're packing, I think if you're a family and you're getting ready to go for a trip, I think having an entire day to pack is kind of a luxury. That's not something that everybody gets. And uh, I'm running around town doing doing the Walmart run, the Target run. I'm getting texts from my wife. Hey, would you mind getting this? Can you pick up that? Don't forget to check on this. Would you go by and get that? Hey, you need to call here. I'm, and she's doing the packing. Our son is out of school, so he's around the house. He's running around the house being crazy like 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 seven-year-old kids are, uh, like he is. And so we're kind of entertaining him as well, getting ready to go. We're leaving for the airport at like 5 o'clock, and you know, our flight's at 6 or 6.37. We're, we're ready to go. We're getting ready. I have two loads of laundry that still need to be dried. One load's in the dryer, and I noticed that load is not drying it's just not it's almost dry but not quite and i'm a little concerned by this because i have two more loads ready to go into the dryer my wife is waiting on waiting on these clothes to to put to be able to pack and the dryer broke the dryer just stopped working it worked but it, it wouldn't heat so we have literally two loads of laundry plus a load that's not quite dry 
and we had to hang them up all over the house. I mean, there there we had clothes hung up on 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 bedposts. They were on rails. They were on towel bars, on closet doors, on every hook we could find, on every clothes hanger we could find, everything we could find. Old, you know, white undershirts and everything hung up on nice hangers in the closet to to dry all over the house because we had this massive amount of laundry. And there really wasn't time to go anywhere. We didn't have time to put everything in there and go find a coin op laundromat or something. We we had no time. We were leaving in four or five hours, and so we had to make do. I had to go buy some new socks. I had to go buy some new T-shirts. I had to go buy some new stuff. I had to buy my my kids some new socks because all of it, all of his socks were wet. It was a nightmare. Dryer's still not fixed, by the way. We have a lot of laundry still piled up. And actually, as a matter of fact, after I finish this episode, I'm closing my computer and I'm heading to a laundromat. I have not been to a laundromat in probably 20 years, but I'm going to a laundromat, throw some quarters in there, or swipe the card or whatever, and dry a load of clothes that we had to wash because we're out of clothes. That's just what happens. So that was fun. That was leading up to our Disney World trip. Uh, and the rest of the trip was great. We had some, obviously, there's some challenges as, as an indie trip, and maybe we'll get to that. I, I do want to do a special needs themed show very soon and kind of talk about special needs in the parks because it is a kind of a, kind of a different adventure. It's kind of a different journey that you take. And same thing with our family, we took a different journey by doing it. You know, it, it, it it's great. Disney does is very accommodating when it comes to stuff like that. So we'll talk about that later. We also will talk about a Dumbo movie review next week. I haven't had time to see it. I love seeing movies. Right off, right off the top, right as soon as they come out, so I can actually review them on the next show coming up. I didn't get a chance to see it, unfortunately. So I will be able to see it this weekend, and I'll will uh, will review that next Thursday's show. Avengers is coming out. It is coming out at the end of April, folks. The tickets went on sale yesterday morning. Uh, it is coming out on the twenty fifth of of uh, April. It'll be out that night for the, like starting at 6 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Some theaters are having 5 p.m. showings where you get you pay an extra charge. You get to see it an hour earlier than anybody else, and you get a special poster and a coin. I'm afraid I'm going to miss getting the coin. I, maybe I'll get on eBay and go get that collectible Avengers coin uh, and that Avengers poster that me in my 40s will probably not be able to hang up in my house because my wife would say nope. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but you get to do that. We went to yesterday to get the tickets, and I went online. The, the AMC app, I am an AMC A-lister. I pay the 20 bucks a month to go see three movies a week, and I, I do it a lot, actually. I use utilize at least one to two of those every time. This time around, the AMC app just crashed. It was just terrible. It reminded me of being online at 5 in the morning trying to do dining with Disney's site does not work. It was just it was an awful experience. I got logged out accidentally. I tried to do a password reset. didn't work. I literally reset my password 13 times. And like a lot of people, I have uh, several passwords I kind of go through rotation variations of. Don't try to guess those. Trust me, you're not going to get them. They're very confusing to to everybody but me. But they're so confusing that even I confuse myself because I I couldn't remember which variation of what password I would use on AMC. So the app, I'm still not in it yet. Apparently, everything's back up to normal for the app. I actually had to go to the theater around 10 o'clock in the morning. I just hopped in the car and drove to the theater. Like the old days, I felt like this was not, this was 2002 when I'd go stand in line for a Star Wars movie uh, to get my tickets. I went there, got the tickets, you know. So now I have two showings. I'm going to go see it at six o'clock on the 25th. I'm going to go see it at 11 o'clock on the 25th. Uh, two showings that night, back to back. Three hours and two minutes is the runtime of Avengers Endgame. I will see literally over six hours of Avengers that night, and it, you know what? It's not enough. It is not enough for me. I cannot wait for Endgame. The new teaser trailer is out. I've been seeing the trailers. I've watched the new trailer four times. It's a trailer that I literally pulled over on the side of the highway when it came out 
I dropped my son off at school, pulled over the side of the highway, pulled my phone out, and watched that trailer four times in a row, pausing it. That last time, I'd pause it every few seconds to kind of, what's on the screen? What's going on? Who is that? Oh, that's Rocket. Okay, what are they looking at? Oh, that's Captain America. Where's, uh, it's, I, I'm so excited for this movie. I cannot stand how, how I can't tell you how excited I am for this movie. It's going to be awesome. But, Let's get to the Disney stuff, right? So let's talk a little Disney news. Uh, we've got a great, some great stuff coming up. Policy changes are coming up. Um, we'll talk about the Harambe at Night Circle of Flavors event coming up. After Hours, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, uh, Magic Kingdom. The Villains event at the Magic Kingdom is all coming as well. So I'll give you some information on that. Um, and later on, we'll talk about the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. I got to see that uh, for the first time. It opened up on Sunday. I got to see it on Monday. So it's pretty cool. So let's get to some Disney news. Hey, Tim, can I have my intro? So let's go, let's start at the top here. Last week, Disney dropped a—I don't want to say dropped a bomb. It wasn't anything that was earth-shattering, but it really just kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of people because people weren't really expecting— Disney to all of a sudden say, hey, here's what we're doing. They made they made some policy changes. Uh, and there are actually three or four. And we'll just start at the top here. The first one that kind of hit was the dry ice, no ice, no loose ice ban. So effective immediately, which was March 28th. So as of now, it's effective immediately. Loose and dry ice are not permitted in our parks. As of March 28th, reusable ice parks are recommended. People lost their minds. They had no idea what to take this on the ice because people were now thinking, oh, we can't take ice into the parks. How are we going to cool our sandwiches? How are we going to uh, cool the baby food? How are we going to cool the, uh, the the whatever? How are we going to cool our food? Uh, our son has a special diet, so we take his food a lot of times. We have a small, soft-sided cooler that we put an ice pack at the very bottom uh, to put his food on to make sure that when he's eating his, you know, when we leave the room at 730 in the morning and he's eating his turkey slices at, you know, 6 o'clock at night, it's not ruined and spoiled because it's been cool all day. This is not an ice ban, okay? First of all, dry ice is not not, not necessary. Uh, you don't need dry ice. I, I don't know why you would need dry ice. Please don't email me and give me the reasons why you would need it. I, I just, I'm sure there was a reason for it. I just can't think of one. I've touched dry ice before, and let me just tell you, it hurts. Uh, it was a flash quickly, like I accidentally brushed up against it trying to pick some, some stuff up, and there was dry ice there, and it hurt like crazy. So... Security people, and if you ever watch them and watch what they do, and I, and I do recommend as security is going through your bags, always watch just in case. Uh, I don't think that anybody in security is going to be, a, you know, going to be nefarious and do something wrong. But you know, somebody might accidentally grab something or knock something over or whatever. So just just keep an eye out. But they stick your hand, in, they stick their hand in your bags, and they look around, kind of feeling for illegal objects, maybe weapons or things you shouldn't bring to the park, selfie sticks, whatever. And so, you know, if you have ice in a cooler, they have to see what's under what's under that. They have to see what's under that ice, and they don't want to stick their hand in your loose ice or especially into the dry ice to get under there to feel if you've got anything under there. Um, with us, with ice packs, you just move the ice packs to the side, so you can still bring ice into the park. Okay, you can put ice in a Ziploc bag. You can bring ice packs. You can go buy ice packs. We have a local uh, popsicle shop in the area, Steel City Pops, that uh, we go to sometimes, a couple times, uh, you know, a quarter, and get some popsicles. And they'll always throw a little ice pack in there for traveling. And um, so we save those, and we save those ice packs and put them in the freezer and for use. And ice packs can be brought in, or just take a Ziploc bag. I always recommend on any Disney trip, take a handful or maybe even a box of Ziploc bags. We take sandwich bags and quart size bags 
just in case. We go probably get about 50 of each we take with us for, for stuff, for food, for things you need to gather, for cords or whatever. Um, throw some, go to the ice machine and put some ice in that bag and seal it up real tight. Maybe wrap some paper towel around it or a towel around it to keep it kind of an ice pack. But you can do that. What they don't want is you to take a hard-sided cooler or a big Yeti cooler, go to the ice machine, fill it up with ice, and throw a bunch of drinks in there and go rolling in the park with it. They don't. This is not Mama's house. You are not at Mama's house in the backyard having a picnic. You know, you're not at the state park. You're not at the beach or whatever. You're at Disney World, so you can't just bring a cooler full of ice with some stuff in it. You have to have them in packs. So that's what that means. Also, wagons will not be permitted in the parks beginning May 1st. Stroller wagons. People also lost their minds over this. Now, the brand apparently that I'm seeing the most is called Keens. K-E-E-N-S. Um, well, let me just let me get to the other one first. The other one is strollers. Strollers must be 31 inches wide and 52 inches long or smaller. Strollers need to meet those guidelines before they can be, be brought in. So you can't bring in this triple, quadruple wide, massive tank Hummer H2 stroller into the parks with all of your kids all piled inside of it. They, they want strollers to be a certain guideline, and that's it, because strollers are, some strollers are big. Now, the stroller wagons, a lot of these actually meet those guidelines, but they don't want the wagons in at all. Now, what is a stroller wagon? You can actually Google it and find it, but a stroller wagon, basically, it's four wheels, and instead of being a stroller where you have, like, an upright seat where you, maybe you can let it down or whatever, it's an actual wagon. There's actual, like, a, like almost like a box, an open, open-topped box on wheels or a red, you know, like a red wagon, you would, the radio flyer wagon you'd see at the hardware store or the toy store. It's like that. It's soft-sided. It has handles on both sides. And basically, you're pushing around a cart. It's not even a wagon. It's a cart. Now, some of these things have roofs on them. Some of these things are kind of big. And people are bringing these things in because, you know, they want their kids to, to be in the lap of luxury as they're tooling around Disney World in these stroller wagons. Well, they're not going to allow those. They're hard to maneuver. They're big. Uh, they're they're just they're expensive and people are not happy about this either because some people have invested money to buy these wagons to take to Disney World. From what I understand, Disney World has always banned stroller wagons. Like you've never been allowed to bring those in. There have been people that have done so, and I think Disney has been kind of lax in doing it, but now they're saying it very strictly. Starting May 1st, no more stroller wagons. Uh, starting May 1st, your stroller itself has to be 31 by 52 or smaller. Uh, let me just tell you, and they're not a sponsor of the show, Kingdom Strollers, kingdomstrollers.com, but I'm a big fan of these guys. I would love for them to be a sponsor. If you're listening, Kingdom Strollers, hey, let's, let's talk, right? Uh, we use their strollers all the time. And they have single and they have double. We get a double a lot of times uh, for our needs. And uh, all of their strollers meet the guidelines. Every stroller meets the guidelines. But there are other places as well. You can get strollers online. You can just Google Orlando strollers. I think Orlando stroller rentals, like Magic Stroller Rentals or whatever sites. We only use Kingdom Strollers. There are other great sites out there as well. So I don't want to put one over the other. We just happen to like uh, Kingdom. Uh, but they all meet the guidelines. So if you're going to rent a stroller... Make sure that they follow they follow to those guidelines because Disney probably will have something to measure and not will not allow you in the park with a bigger stroller. And if you're traveling to Disney World, if you're traveling to Disney World the last week of, of, of April going into May and you bring a wagon and you're allowed into the park April the 27th, 28th, and 29th, and 30th, but you're not allowed on May 1st or 2nd, just know that's something you should prepare for. So if you're taking a Keen's wagon and part of your trip overlaps with May 1st, which is when the ban starts, you may have a problem. I don't know how they're going to respond to that. They may let you do it through the duration of your trip. I have no clue. 
but just something to be aware of and something to think ahead about. So if you're traveling with me and I have a few clients I've already spoken to about this and everybody's good, uh, I would love to help you out on that trip. Hey, magicondollar.com, I want to be your favorite Disney travel planner. I'll throw a plug right here in the middle of the show just for the heck of it. Uh, I want to be your favorite Disney travel planner. So magicondollar.com, uh, magicondollar at gmail.com. Email me your Disney travel needs and I will be happy to help. I have a long list of people, a long list of people I'm working on right now to get through uh, all the quotes that came in last week. I, I really should go on vacation more often because when I do is when I get the most email requests. Hey, can you please help us out with this vacation? If you're listening to this show, you probably have already heard from me, but if you haven't, I promise you it's coming very soon. I'm knocking off my list and I'm getting through it as fast as I can. I promise. So let's go to the other the other one. Beginning May 1st, Disney parks will become smoke-free. Designated smoking areas will be available outside the parks. Okay, so let me just qualify this and say, I grew up in a smoking household. I did. My, my, my parents smoked all of, all of my life at home uh, growing up. They were smokers. And it's one of those things you don't really notice a lot until you get out of that, until you go to college, until you know I went, went to college, went out, got a roommate, went out to, into the world, got married. I have not been around cigarette smoke very much at all, so I'm very, I, I'm very sensitive to it. it. I don't have an allergy or anything. I just don't like the smell of it. I think most smokers will tell you it's a bad habit. I mean, I think most people will tell you it's something they want to quit and they want to get rid of, but they just haven't yet. Um, it's like any other bad habit. It's like drinking too much. It's like way too much caffeine. It's like too many cupcakes. It's just, you know, too much excessive binge watching on Netflix. It's like too much binge listening to the Magic of the Dollar podcast, which actually is not bad for you at all. I think there's a doctor out there that will verify that. You know, when they say four out of five doctors say this, well, that fifth doctor will tell you that listening to all of the episodes of the Magic and Dollar podcast is actually good for you. So just listen to that fifth doctor. So in saying all that, that is, I don't want it to mean smokers at all. Just because you have a bad habit doesn't affect who you are. So I want to make sure I'm very clear about this. I am not upset about this ban. I, I'm just not. It's kind of annoying. Uh, it really is. Um, I don't like it. I personally don't like it when the government steps in and says, hey, you have to make, you have to do it this way, tells a business that. I want businesses to make decisions for themselves. And Disney has made the decision to put, put smoking outside of the parks. Now, previously, they had them in kind of tucked away areas, tucked away over in corners and, you know, in kind of out of the way areas where if you were walking through, you really didn't walk through a whole lot of it or if any of it, which was really, really nice. But for whatever reason, they've decided, you know what, just no smoking all together. Uh, I don't like it. When there are smokers that are walking through the parks with cigarettes or vaping as well, uh, I don't want to walk through that. I really don't. Um, maybe that's me being a diva. Maybe that's me being selfish. But I just don't want to walk through that. There is areas to do that with. And now they will be outside the park. I, I have no idea where. I don't know how far you'll have to go. I know people pay. You know they don't they don't charge you less money because you're a smoker. So therefore you're going to be outside the park. So I'm not at getting your full value's worth. So you pay just as much money as anybody else. You just now have to decide, is that something you're going to be able to do without, or do you need to make that trek to the front of the park every time you need a cigarette break and figure out what to do? So I will say this. If you are a smoker pushing a wagon full of dry ice, you are more than in trouble when it comes to getting into Disney World. They likely will not let you in anywhere. So those are the big policy changes. Strollers, uh, no dry ice, no wagons, and no cigarettes starting all May 1st. So those are all policies that are either, either in place now or will be in place very, very soon. So just make a note of it. 
So we've got some eating stuff coming up. The Harambe at Night Circle of Flavors from Animal Kingdom. That is a brand new thing they're going to be doing over at Animal Kingdom. It's starting on July 24th, and you do have to have admission to this ticket. It's not an after-hours event. So you're going to get uh, the Wildlife Express train ride. It's over the station there. You'll get music and snacks and drinks, including the alcohol, which is why it's so pricey. We'll get to that in a minute. You're going to go up to Rafiki's Planet Watch. You'll get to meet Timon and Rafiki. You'll get more snacks, more drinks, and then back over to Harambe Market for the main course of what's called an, an array of savory and sweet dishes paired with unique beverages, whatever that means. Now, Harambe Market is an area in Animal Kingdom. It's over in the, the, the Asia, I'm sorry, the Africa area where by the safari, and it's actually a little like counter-service mecca, basically. You walk into the little courtyard there, and there's like four or five. It's almost like a food truck area, except they're not food trucks. They're actually small buildings and like one big like semicircle there um, to go in and each one has a different menu, different things you can get. It's going to be $125 plus tax for adults and 99 plus tax for children. I don't know a lot more other than what I just told you. So I'm guessing you're going to go to one place and you go to the next building, then you go to the next building, then the next one and get all the way around the circle. You get to eat a lot of stuff. So that's coming uh, again. Disney travel planner. I'm happy to help you out with that. The after hours events are returning. Now the after hours events are over at uh, animal kingdom over at Hollywood Studios and over in Magic Kingdom. And they are um, they're events, basically, where they open up the park late. Uh, whatever time the park closes, like 9 o'clock, they'll open it up for three extra hours. And it's a limited number of tickets. So if you have a ticket there, I have not been to one yet. You can go in and ride, like, everything almost immediately. I mean, just walking on rides. You know, you're talking about a park like Magic Kingdom that holds legitimately will hold seventy to eighty thousand people comfortably. Uh, Ninety thousand people in on a Christmas day. If they sell five or six thousand tickets, that's not a lot of people. It's really not a lot of people. Uh, they sold. I don't know how many they're going to sell for Animal Kingdom or for Hollywood, but those are all coming. It actually has already started, but starting April the 11th, uh, May, the tw- May 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd, 30th, Thursdays all the way through May from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. after hours uh, event over on Magic Kingdom. So that's going to be kind of cool at Magic Kingdom. Over at Hollywood Studios, it starts uh, Saturday, March 30th, which happened already, uh, April 6th on Saturday, April 13th on Saturday, and that's from 9 to midnight. On Wednesday, May 1st, Saturday, May 4th, Fridays through the rest of May, the 10th, 17th, 24th, 31st, June 14th, 21st, 28th, 9.30 to 12.30 at Hollywood Studios. You get to go to the After Hours event as well. And two events here, two big deals. And special offerings commemorating the 30th anniversary of Disney's Hollywood Studios are going to be on Wednesday, May 1st at that particular After Hours event. And on May 4th, may the 4th be with you. Come ready to celebrate Star Wars on that particular After Hours event. Now, the price is still the same across the board. It's $125 per child uh, or adult plus tax, uh, or you can get on the day of the event, 129 per adult or child plus tax. Pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members can also get specially priced tickets as well. Um, you can enter the park at 7 with your event ticket. You don't have to have a regular ticket. You can just get your event ticket and go in at 7. Enjoy two to two and a half hours of regular park stuff. Maybe even try to get a fast pass if you can. Sometimes that's tricky. I don't try to do that with my clients because it is very tricky to do. But you'll be able to do that as well. It's, it's It sounds really, really cool over at Hollywood Studios. Over at Animal Kingdom, 9 p.m. to midnight, Tuesdays through the month of May and June. May 7th, May 14th, May 21st. 
June 4th, June 11th, and June 18th. Notice there's a block of time there between May 21st and June 4th. That week of Memorial Day week, they don't have it. So just know that. Don't try to plan for that. Uh, but Tuesday through May, and of course Wednesday, April the 3rd, which is tonight. So you're probably not going to get to that as well. But it's also 129 per child or adult. DVC and password members get a discount as well on that. So you'll get to do all kinds of fun rides there. If that's Animal Kingdom, it's going to be a fun event. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to Orlando in uh, mid-May, and I'm going to try to go to the April's, the May 16th after hours event. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I have some friends of mine, some clients of mine actually, going this weekend to an after hours event, so that should be fun for them as well. I'm looking forward to it, and when I go, I will report back to you and tell you all the fun stuff that's fit to print, so you'll be able to, uh, to enjoy all of that. Also coming up this summer at the Magic Kingdom, they have started doing a villains event, a Disney villains after hours at Magic Kingdom Park, where it says a wicked good time awaits at new events that offer a terrific twist on Disney after hours on 10 nefarious nights. From June 6th to August 8th, some fiendish faces will emerge from the shadows to take center stage as as Disney villains at the after hours event for three hours. They will terrorize you and have fun with you. You can get 20 uh, or more popular Magic Kingdom attractions uh, with low wait times, plus villain-inspired additions to the Pirates of the Caribbean, Space Mountain. You can have a uh, villain's party there at Cinderella Castle. The Maleficent Dragon Float, which of course has returned. That's the one that caught fire last year and they took it out. Well, it's it's in, it's in the Festival of Fantasy Parade every day. They will be floating at night, so you'll get to see the steampunk of evil Maleficent Dragon Parade Float going through the park several times, breathing fire for the first time ever at night, which should be pretty cool. Bask in the ghastly glow of loathsome lighting with a backdrop of malevolent music as you creep through the park. Uh, Treat yourself to villain-themed food and beverage offerings such as Hades nachos and the not-so-poison apple cupcake. I don't know what Hades nachos are, but they sound fun. Hades is one of my favorite villains over from, it's from Hercules, and I just think that's fantastic. Plus, you'll get event-exclusive limited merchandise available because there's always merchandise. Ice cream, popcorn, and beverages will be available throughout the park, and that's something with all the after-hours events. You get drinks, and you get uh, popcorn and stuff for free, which is pretty exciting. Um, that's That's... That'll save you 10 bucks right there because some of that's pretty expensive. Taking place in Magic Kingdom on Thursdays for the most part, June 6th, 13th, 20th, and 27th. Uh, Thursday, June 11th, 18th, 25th, the 1st of August, and the 8th of August. In And, of course, Monday, July the 1st. So, uh, yeah, July 1, 11, 18, 25, August 1 and 8, and, of course, the date's in June. Running from 10, a, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., but, of course, getting in at 7 p.m. Now, this after-hours event is 139 per child or adult plus tax. Uh, advanced purchase, 144 per adult or child plus tax the day of. And... Pass holders and DVC members get, of course, discounts on that as well, which is good because they should get discounts because they spent a lot of money on Disney to do those passes, pass holders and DVC. So they definitely should get those discounts. But um, character greetings are not part of the event. So right now they're not saying there's any meet and greets with any special villains. Just so you know, don't go there expecting to meet Hades or Dr. Facilitate or whatever. You might. You might. But don't go there expecting to meet them. So just so you know, I don't want you to say, "Hey, David Allen told me that I can meet, uh, uh, you know, I can meet the Evil Queen." I didn't say that because you may not be able to. Just so you know, the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy has opened as we try to transition out of the news into kind of what I want to talk about here. The McQueen Racing Academy has opened. Now you may be asking me, what exactly is the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy? And I got to be honest with you, as of Monday morning, I had no idea. I knew it was opening up. 
I didn't know a lot about it, so I figured, hey, Monday, let's just go and see if we can let's see if we can go see it. And so it's tucked over by Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. If you go to Hollywood Studios, you go down Sunset Boulevard, the Tower of Terror is there. And if you're not familiar with the park, you'll take a left at Tower of Terror, go down a hill. There's Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. Now, previously, over on the right side, kind of the far side as you're approaching the coaster, there have been the standby and the fast pass lines for Rock and Roller Coaster. That's still there, but behind that was a fence. And it's one of a kind of a nondescript fence. You probably wouldn't notice it was there until you really pay attention to your surroundings because people go straight to the fast pass or the standby line, not realizing there's a fence there. You just you can't go any farther than the fence, and there it is. But they took the fence down because the Racing Academy is back there. You walk through a little courtyard area, and it's an open courtyard, and it's a show. That's what it is. It's not, an, it's not a ride. It's not something you go through. It's not a progressive show where you go to one thing, and then the next room, and then the next room. It's, it's you go in, you have a seat on some, some very cool-looking benches, uh, and it's a show. So you go in, you have a seat down there. It, the wait time was not very long. It's a 15-minute show, and they actually have something out saying next, next show up in 15 minutes. Or, uh, we waited, I think, five minutes for the show to start. Uh, the room we were in was fairly full. They're not doing fast passes for it right now. There's honestly not a need for it. So you go in, you have a seat, and there's a large, it's a very large circular room. You see video screens in front of you and kind of wrapping around the room. They don't go all the way around the room, but they do go beyond your peripheral vision to the left and right. So they kind of go past that. Each screen is kind of showing some different things with Lightning McQueen and the racing or whatever. And Mater comes on the screen, uh, comes on and kind of talks about uh, Lightning McQueen and talks a little bit about the history of Lightning McQueen. Really kind of emphasis on the first Cars movie. They kind of ignore the, the second one, Cars too. I'll be honest with you, most people do. I, I like that movie mostly because my kid loves it, so I'm kind of used to it, but... Uh, they really concentrate on the, the situation of the first Cars movie, and Mater sings a song, something like this. Okay, so Mater finishes up, kind of finishes up his recap. Well, then the the barrier opens up because on the stage there's a big round stage and there's like a wall there. The wall splits and there's Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen talks. He literally talks. And it's not just previously where you see him revving and it kind of moves back and forth, you know, rev, 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 and, and he kind of has this goofy grin on his face and you hear the voice. There are lips on Lightning McQueen and his mouth moves. Hello, everyone. Wow, what a great group of rookie racers. I only figured out how to be a great racer because I had a great teacher, Doc Hudson. That's why I started this racing academy, so I could pay that forward to all of you. Now, if you really study it, you can kind of see where the magic ends and technology begins. So you kind of notice that a little bit. But overall, it is really cool to see Lightning McQueen talk. It just is because it's right there. And I can't, for, for my kid who is seven and grew up on watching Cars and Cars 2, you know, he, his attention span is not going to keep him there for 15 minutes, but he watched a good three or four minutes of it just staring at it like, I'm watching Lightning McQueen that I've seen on my television actually talk in real life. 
wow. And it really is cool. And I was looking around the room as well. I was looking at other kids too. And they were all just rapt attention watching Lightning McQueen talk. And Major's talking on the screen. He's talking to Lightning back and forth, back and forth. And it's it's a pretty cool little setup there. It really, really is. So he Lightning McQueen introduces the Racing Academy. And he's going to go through some simulators. Uh, you know, they're on the screen. So the, the whole stage pivots around. And so you see the back end of Lightning McQueen as he's going through a motion simulator or a driving simulator. Well, appearing on the screen is Chick Hicks. Now, Chick Hicks is the villain from the first one. For the first cars, Chick Hicks, of course, was in the Piston Cup with Lightning McQueen and uh, Mr. The King, played by, of course, Richard Petty. So Chick Hicks is very upset because in the events of the first movie, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil it for you. It's been it's been 13 years. You've had time. So the, the events of the first movie, he kind of recalls how, uh, if you remember, they were racing to, for the Piston Cup and they were in a three-way tie at the end of the, the previous race. So the, it goes down to just those three racers. And Lightning is almost going to win. He's right there, and Chick Hicks knocks over the Mister the King, who's an older car, and and the Mister the King just goes rolling through the infield, just wrecks like crazy. So Lightning stops right at the finish line before he crosses it. He backs up and he helps Mister the King uh, across the finish line. Chick Hicks has already gone past it, and he wins the trophy. And of course, in the movie, you know, it's it's kind of a a tainted victory, and that's what Chick Hicks is talking about in this particular show. Hey, Lightning, it's a tainted victory. You, 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 everybody says that you should have won, and I won that fair and square. Everybody says you should have won, but let's have a race right now. And so they go in and they do it. They do a race, basically, on the on the screen there uh, to determine who's the winner most, of, uh, who is once and for all the best between Chick Hicks and Lightning McQueen. You know how this is going to end, right? So it ends, and, um, you know, and you hear some encouraging stuff as well. Lightning talks a little bit. The show kind of wraps up, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's about, it's about 10 to 15 minutes. You exit out the back doors, and you go into a little courtyard where Cruz Ramirez is there, and DJ is there. Now, there is a long line to visit Cruz Ramirez. She is the, the girl car from Cars 3, the, the one that he kind of mentored uh, in Cars 3. And DJ is one of the hot rod cars from the first one. Nobody was looking at DJ because, really, honestly, nobody pays attention to DJ. And it's just, I don't know why Disney decided to put DJ there. I don't know why they couldn't put, you know, Sarge or maybe Ramon or Flo or one of the other, at least one of the other characters, maybe not a main character. My wife would go crazy with uh, Guido and Luigi, uh, Luigi because she loves both of those characters. And so she would be all about them, you know, with, with if they were there. But DJ, come on, Disney, seriously, what kind of... That's not even a B-list character. That's like an L-list character. That's way down the list. So anyway, they're there. We got a couple of quick pictures and stuff, and uh, it was fun. It really, really was fun. It's something that I've seen once. I don't know that I'll go back and see you again. I think it's great for first-time viewing. It's good for Disney because it is a it, what we like to call a people eater. As we've talked about before, a people eater is something that takes up a lot of guests at one time. And that little theater will hold a couple hundred guests, I think. So, you know, that's a couple hundred guests not in on not walking around for ride to ride. They're in an attraction. And once they once they exit out there, probably half of them are gonna go try to get in line, getting you know, taking pictures with crews and DJ. And and I'm hoping they will rotate those cars through and maybe have lightning out there, maybe have Mater, maybe have other characters as well besides you know, DJ. Seriously, DJ. So there's Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. Go see it if you have a chance. Again, I would love to help you. Find me on the interwebs. Magiconadollar.com is my website. You can also find me at magiconadollar at gmail.com. Uh, go there. Uh, send me an email. I'll be help, happy to help you. Follow me on social media. Magic on a dollar, both on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. 
And also Disney Under Dollars, kind of my main business page on Disney uh, on Facebook. So go find me there. I would love to help you out. Don't forget Monday's show is a Walt show. Quoting Walt, we take a Walt Disney quote, we break it down, give you some encouragement for your week. It's a quick show. It's four, five, six minutes long, and you can listen to it on a quick commute. Um, and I, I've got some good responses for all these, so I'm really happy that uh, that show's kind of kind of getting some traction, uh, as, as is the whole show. Do me a favor. Please go review Rate, subscribe, download, listen to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Tell a friend. That's a main thing is tell a friend. When I when you see it on social media, share the show. Say, hey, here's a Disney podcast I want, to, want you to listen to. That's that's going to help out more than anything else is just telling people. That's how the audience grows, and that's I would love for this audience to grow. I'd love to talk to more people about Disney. That's why I'm here. So as we close this show, I want to share a quick story with you, something that I just thought was absolutely wonderful, <clears throat> and I alluded, this on, alluded to this on Twitter. Uh, when it happened, Monday morning, we went to Disney World, and we've been there a whole week long. And my son, um, he is he's pretty chill for the challenges he has, but I think the end of the week, it kind of had gotten to him, and I think he was just he was just about done. Uh, he was tired, and he was irritable, and he wanted to ride Slinky Dog so bad he couldn't stand it. And that's why we went back to Hollywood Studios for the second day. Uh, usually, Hollywood's a one day during our trip. We'll go for five or six days. We go to Hollywood once and maybe Epcot twice, Magic Kingdom twice. This time, we went to Hollywood twice because he wanted to ride Slinky Dog so bad. He loves Slinky Dog Dash. He talks about it all the time. He watches it on YouTube, and he's just so excited. So we used the disability pass. The wait time was like 100 minutes, and so when I got there, I went over there immediately got a disability pass. And if you don't know what that is, a real quick version of that is if you have a disability and cannot wait in line for a long period of time, go there, get a pass, and they will give you a return time that is equal to the wait time. So you still have to wait that amount of time. You just don't have to do it in line. So we got there at 9.30. Our return time was like 11.15. So we did some other stuff. We wrote a few other things, did some other things, did star tours, and did some other fun stuff around the parks until 11.15. We finally garnered it. We got a fast pass for Toy Story Mania. We did that. Went to Slinky Dog Dash, did it immediately, and I thought, you know, let's do this one more time before we kind of head out of this park, get our stuff together, and head to the airport. And I went to the girl, and her name was Peggy Jane. She was a cast member and very, very, very small, cute little cast member and little pigtails and everything. She's probably 20 years old. I don't know. Peggy Jane was great. And so I was talking to Peggy Jane, and she was asking me about the about the ride and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, this is a ride that my child loves. And, and I, you know, and I said, and please know that I was not fishing for anything. So when I say it this way, uh, I hope you catch my tone here that I was not fishing for anything when I simply said, you know, my kid loves this ride, and it's just, it's funny, because he just does not understand why, ha- why we have to wait this long, and she said, well, here, let me help you out, typed in a couple of buttons on her sh- machine, and it's, it's like 12.23 at this time, she says, your return time is 12.46, so she made her return time like 22 minutes, which was insane, not two hours, but 22 minutes, that's incredible, and I looked at her name tag and said, thank you, Peggy Jane, I'm going to send you a cast compliment, do that on Twitter, I'm going to, this is, this is fantastic, and I was just so thrilled, and I texted my wife real quick, oh my gosh, this is exciting, and um, got back to them, and you know, so we rode the ride, and as we were coming off the ride, uh, a cast member named Sarah and a cast member named Ariel both came over to us, and they said, hey, uh, Ariel said, would you like to, to ride again, and of course, we were like, absolutely, so she said, wait here, so she disappears, Sarah comes over, and Sierra says, follow me. So we follow them to the front of the ride again. So we rode Slinky Dog twice in a row. And as we were getting to the car, Peggy Jane was up there manning the controls because they do move the cast members around every 10 to 20 minutes. She was manning the controls, and she looked over, and she said, I hope you guys have a magical trip. Thank you. And, of course, we were thinking, no, thank you. I mean, it, it really was almost – like I almost had tears in my eyes because it was so exciting – the kid was so over the moon riding it again. He Two times in a row. We had to ride Slinky Dog three times in one morning, which is unprecedented. You don't get to do that very often. And just being able to do that is that's Disney magic. That is Disney 
magic. Cast members have the ability to do things like that, and if you know, a lot of times they will. Sometimes they can't. Sometimes they're not able to make those things happen, but sometimes they can, and it's pretty incredible when they do because it happened for us, and it's just wonderful. And that's Disney magic. That's why I do what I do. That's why I love sending people to Disney World for Disney stuff because I want them to experience the magic that I experience. And it's it's all great. It really is all awesome. And, uh, you know, the magic sometimes, it's not as magical as you want it to be. And we'll share some of those stories later on, too. Uh, but overall, it's a magical place. And right there at Hollywood Studios, she didn't have to do that. Giving us the 25-minute wait time was, was fine. That was enough. I mean, that was great. I, I wouldn't, I didn't expect that to happen. We were just carrying a conversation, and she decided to do that for us. Doing that extra thing, that little mile there was just wonderful. And that's why I love Disney so much. I really do. So anyway, you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you on Monday with some quotable wall. Talk to you next Thursday, but we'll, we will have that Dumbo review. We'll have some more Disney news and some more fun stuff coming up. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then as we got coming. But it's all coming up for next week's show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And don't forget, go find you a Phoenician and thank a Phoenician. <laughs>